Welcome to Word Mission Church International Podcast. Now the Word with Paul Mensa Wood. God is good. This was during the temptation of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he said, but he answered, talking to Satan, and he said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. He's using a natural thing, food, bread, that we eat, to illustrate a spiritual point. And he's saying that man, human beings, shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. That's how we live. That's how we'll make it. That's how we are going to be sustained. We cannot just make it by natural food. We can make it by the word of God. He emphasizes the importance of the word of God. And so, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Now, so with that, let's turn our Bibles to Jonah chapter 2. Jonah chapter 2. Let's look at this account here. From verse 1 to 9. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Father. He says, then Jonah prayed. Let's start from, let's go to Jonah 1. Let's start from verse 1. We'll, we'll, see, the, we'll see the context there. Jonah 1, 1. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah arose to flee to Tarsus from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarsus. So he paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to Tarsus from the presence of the Lord. God gives him a word. We are talking about man, the, the word of God, the master key to life. He hears God's word. And so many times we do that as well. He thinks he has a better idea. It's going to go in the opposite direction. And notice, the Bible says that he paid his fare and went down to Joppa. And went down into it. You see, every time we go against God's word, you can see it in individuals, you can see it in families, you can see it in nations. You don't start going up, you start going down. And I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, may you receive the grace to obey God's word. He paid his own fare to go down. What a, what a dumb thing to do. <laughs> no, it's not, it's not very smart. He started going down the moment that he went away from God. And the Bible says, But the Lord sent out a great wind on the sea, and there was a mighty tempest on the sea, so that the ship was about to be broken up. Then the mariners were afraid, and every man cried out to his God, and threw the cargo that was in the ship into the sea to lighten the load. But Jonah had gone down into the lowest part of the ship, had lain down and was fast asleep. The one who is causing the storm is sleeping. <laughs> the storm has come as a result of his mistake and he is down in the, in, the, in the ship and he is sleeping. 
<laughs> my Lord and my God. The people came to me. The Bible said, they, they say that the, so the captain came to him and said, and says, what do you mean, sleeper? I like how the King James puts it. He says this, so the shipmaster came to him and said to him, what meanest thou, O sleeper? I like that. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Why are you sleeping? We are fighting a storm and you are sleeping. Wake up and call on your God. We used to joke about this growing up. If you were sleeping when it was time to sleep, to pray, we'll wake you up and say, what meanest thou, O sleeper? Wake up and pray. <laughs> it's time to pray. So wake up. <laughs> what meanest thou, O sleeper? Anyway. So the, the, the people realized that they cast Lord and they realized that Jonah was the cause of the issue and they cast him out of the ship. And he ended up in the belly of the fish. Now, let, now with that background, let's go to chapter 2 from verse 1. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He says, then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the fish's belly. And he said... I cried out to the Lord because of my affliction, and he answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and you heard my voice. For you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the flood surrounded me. All your billows and your waves passed over me. Then I said, I have been cast out of your sight, yet I will look again toward your holy temple. The waters surrounded me, even to my soul. The deep closed around me. Weeds were wrapped around my head. I went down to the moorings of the mountains. The earth with its bars closed behind me forever. Yet you have brought my life from the pit, O Lord my God. When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer went up to you into your holy temple. Those who regard wordless idols forsake their own mercy, but I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay what I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. So the Lord spoke to the fish and he vomited Jonah onto the dry, the dry land. Now, you may be watching or listening, wherever you may be, maybe you are running away from God. Maybe you've been running away from God. Maybe you are running away from the will of God. Maybe you are running away from the plan of God. Maybe you are even saying, God, I don't want, I don't want to have anything to do with you in my life. Maybe something came up along the way, an affairs or whatever the issue is. You are running far away from God. Maybe you have believed a lie of the enemy. And as a result, things have gone downhill for you. Notice what Jonah did. In the midst of despair, in the belly of the fish, when it looked like all was over, when he was having a bad day, verse 1, notice what he did. The Bible says, Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the fish's belly. When it looked hopeless, when it looked like it was all over, when it looked like he was not going to make it, he said, one more time, let me pray to the Lord my God. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus. I don't know how dark it is in your life. I don't know the difficult circumstances that you find yourself in. I have come to announce to you by the word of the living God, even down there in the deep of the sea, the belly of the fish, if God heard him, when you pray and cry out to God this morning, he will hear you. 
no one has gone too far for God to reach them. As people, as individuals, as families, as nations, if at any point we realize that we have missed it and come to that place where we say, Oh, my Lord and my God, I have tried in my own way. I've tried to pay my own fare through life. I've tried to do it my own way and it's not working. It's getting more difficult and difficult. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I will pray to you. If you analyze it, really, who sends themselves down into the belly of the fish? Jonah did. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of the living God. And sometimes, we end up in the belly of the fish through our own mistakes. We do going against God's will. Sometimes also, through no mistake of ours, like for instance, if you take the life of Joseph, he ended up in the pit. Through, I mean, he hadn't done anything wrong. All he did was saying, look, you people, I know we are all brothers, we are all in this house, but God has given me a dream, and one of these days, you are going to bow down to me. He said, what? You are going to bow down to you? Not in our lifetime. Let's put him in the pit and cover him up and be, and be done with this dreamer. Maybe because of your dream, because of what God has placed in your heart, you are being persecuted, sometimes through no fault of yours. You end up in a pit, in a hopeless situation. Regardless, if you continue doing the right thing, God will take you out of that pit. If you continue seeking God, if you continue putting him first in your life, he will bring you out. Jonah prayed. Verse 3 says, For you've cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the flood surrounded me, all your billows and your waves passed over me he looked beyond his despair he could overcome his despair because he thought about the god who was greater than what he was faced with so many times when people when we go through difficult circumstances the last thing that most people think about is god but this morning, he wants to bring our attention to the fact that when we are in difficult times, in uncertain times like we are, in tribulation, in a test, and in a trial, the first thing should be that we think about God. And when we do, he will bring us out. I said when we do, he will bring us out. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He put his faith in God and cried out to him, and his prayer reached him through the sea. He repented of his sin and ultimately prayed to God. In my distress, in my affliction, verse 2, I cried out to God and he answered me. I pray in the name of Jesus, no matter what you are going through, no matter what you are faced with this morning, in your affliction, in your test, in your trial, cry out to God. He's the one that will help you and bring you out. Don't run away from him. Run to him. And he will bring you out in the name of Jesus. Let's analyze this. Notice how he prayed. First, he talked about this. He says, verse 8, he says, Those who regard worthless idols forsake their own mercy. 
What are those worthless idols that he's talking about? What are the things that he's talking about after he, he repented? He didn't cling to them, but trusted in God and thanked them. What are the first things that he's talking about? Now, you see, there are so many things that can try to come in our lives and hinder us in our walk with God. Notice what the Bible says in Isaiah 44, verse 6 to 11. Isaiah 44 verse 6 to 11 thank you lord jesus isaiah 44 verse 6 to 11 he says this thus says the lord the king of israel and his redeemer the lord of hosts i am the first and i am the last besides me there is no god and who can proclaim as i do then let him declare it and set it in order for me since i appointed the ancient people and the things that are coming shall, and shall come, let them show these to them. Do not be afraid. Do not fear, nor be afraid. Have I not told you from that time and declared it that you are my witnesses? There is there a God beside me? Indeed, there is no rock. I know not one. Those who make an image, all of them are useless, and their precious things shall not profit. They are their own witnesses. They neither see nor know that they may be ashamed. Who would form a God or mold an image that profits him nothing? Surely all his companions will be ashamed and the workmen, they are mere men. Let them all be gathered together. Let them stand up. Yet they shall fear. They shall be ashamed together. This is someone who is in the belly of the fish. The King James says that he calls them lying vanities. At that point, who is he going to believe? It's not comfortable. By the time, now the, the fish has started digesting him. Gastric juice, whatever is in there, he's been mixed up and mashed up. And potentially it could be his last day on the earth. But he says... What he's looking at is false or lying, worthless idols or lying vanities. You see, the word of God, when we receive the word of God, there are two positions. The mind is where the battle is. If you are a Christian, you're, the real person living in you is saved. Is the one that is born again. And it's the one that will go to heaven. Your body is not saved. Your mind is also not saved. This is so important. Your mind contacts through your physical senses. Contacts this natural world. Your spirit man has God living in it. And contacts God. God doesn't contact you through your mind. He contacts you through your spirit. So, you see with your eyes. Jonah is in the belly of the fish. Everything that his eye sees tells him he's not going to make it. Yet he knows that there is a God that he prays to. So, at that point, whose report are you going to believe? the 
world is running in a certain direction. And like we were discussing and talking about last week, when God speaks, it's contrary to our circumstances. The world is filled with misery, with sickness, with poverty, with death. All these things. Which one are we going to believe? The Bible says in John chapter 8 verse 32, he says, You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. You see, it's not the truth that you just read, it's the truth that you know that makes you free. I'll repeat it again. It's not the truth that you've read that makes you free, it's the truth that you know. So when the report from the doctor or the report of the economy or the report of your family, the report of that relationship, whatever the report is, that is the fact. But what does the truth of God's word say? Every time the natural report contradicts the truth of God's word, choose the truth. That is why we started from the angle of what we speak makes all the difference. Because death and life are in the power of the tongue. And so if you speak just talking and speaking, talking the facts, you remain there. But if you speak the truth of God's word, a miracle will happen. So he looks at where he is, surrounded by despair, surrounded by hopelessness, and he calls them worthless idols. He calls them lying vanities. Somebody is not telling the truth. And when it comes down to it, I am going to believe the truth of the word of God. Receive the grace. To receive the truth and speak in line with it in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. When we cling to God and we look to God and trust God, contrary to all what the negative senses and thoughts tell us, we are on the winning side. I see you on the winning side in the name of Jesus. Notice what the Bible says in Psalm 31. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Psalm 31, verse 5 to 6. He says, into your hand I commit my spirit. You have redeemed me, O Lord, God of truth. I have hated those who regard useless idols. And I trust in the Lord. I hated those who regard useless idols. But I trust in the Lord. I do not regard useless idols. But instead, I choose to trust in the Lord. In a way, that's what Jonah was saying. I refuse to observe lying vanity. I like how he puts it in the King James. Regard and observe lying vanities. They that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. The New King James says, those who regard worthless idols forsake their own mercy. I am not going to let negative thoughts and my observations lie to me. 
everything that I see in this life is subject to change. God's word, there is power in it to change the circumstances of my life. But whose report am I going to believe? When we look to God, we have to be freed from false and worthless idols that are all around us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It's a battle. It's a battle of the mind. Am I going to believe what I see, which is contrary to God, what God's word says, or am I going to believe the word of God? Whenever we are presented with that option, may we choose to believe the word. So important too. In a way, we have all lived in the fish of judgment since we were born. Job put it this way in Job chapter 5 verse 7. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He says, yet man is born to trouble as the sparks fly upward. Man, a human being is born to trouble. Is this world is full of test, trial, and trouble. It says that when fire is started, the way you see the sparks going up, that's his, that was his perspective. The same way you are born to trouble. Why did you even bring me down here? The question that we ask is, where am I from? The, the general humanity in general. Where am I from? Where am I here? And where am I going? They are trying to find purpose, the purpose of life. And the trouble that is done here came as a result of what Adam and Eve did in the beginning. But thanks be to God, the sin that is in the world, that is increasing, is as a result of the fall. But thanks be to God, in the midst of it all, we are not hopeless. Jesus gives us hope. He says in John chapter 16, verse 33, he says, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But keep crying. Is that what your Bible says? In the world you will have tribulations. Oh, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Thanks be to God. If you are watching or listening wherever you may be. You may be looking for peace. Maybe you are surrounded by turbulence. Or maybe you get to the place. Oh, where you realize that only God is your option. Maybe you have not arrived at that place yet. You, you, you see, peace can only be found in Jesus. For you to wake up, work, and do all the things that you do, and at the end of the day, lie down in peace, it's a gift from God. It cannot be obtained anywhere. You cannot find it in drugs. You cannot find it in sin. You cannot find it in anything. It can only be found in Jesus. Jesus said, in me you have peace. If you lack peace, you can only find it in Jesus. 
And so Emmanuel is born to trouble. In this world, you have tests, you have tribulation. This pandemic that has come on the world, it's making life difficult across the nations of the world. But thanks be to God, Jesus says, in me you have peace. If I were you, if I don't know, if you don't know Jesus, at the end of this broadcast, make a decision real quick that you are going to yield to Jesus. He says, I have overcome the world. I said where you are sitting right now. I have been down here. I've seen what goes on down here. And I overcame. And because I overcame, you will also overcome. You just have to cooperate with me and with my word. In me, you have peace. May the peace of God be yours in this season. I said, may the peace of God be yours in this season. I said, may the peace of God be yours in this season. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, you can't go about boasting. No. The Bible says that it is, it is appointed unto man once to die and after death judgment. In Psalm 90 verse 3 to 5, our boast and our confidence should be in God. Psalm 90 verse 3 to 5, he says this, You turn man to destruction and you say, Return, O children of man, for a thousand Years in your sight are like yesterday when it is past, and like a watch in the night. You carry them away like a flood. They are like a sleep. In the morning they are like grass which grows up. Even if we live to be 120 years, from God's perspective, it's a very short time. Compared to eternity, it's a very short time. So I pray in the name of Jesus, May we ever be conscious of God and live our lives for him. Yield our lives completely to him. Don't be like Jonah. When God says go here, you take the other direction. If you are a child, if you are you, be like when your parents say do this, then you go this way. No, yield yourself completely to the Lord. These are the kind of people that God is looking for in these days and time. People that will say, Lord, we are completely sold out to you. Not my will, not my plan, but what you have for my life. You see, you are looking for meaning and purpose in life. And you, the more you strive and look for it outside of God, it's like chasing the wind. You never get to it. Your life really starts. We talk about this. Your future, your glorious destiny, your glorious future is in the word of God. And so the earlier you start in that direction, the better you are off. May we yield our lives completely to the Lord. Jesus in John chapter 14 verse 6 says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. In order for us to be delivered out of this fish of despair, out of this face of struggle, out of this face of judgment, out of this face of despair, we are going to have to say that the only way to come out is Jesus. No other way. Jesus is the way for your life. 
Jesus is the way for your family. Jesus is the way for every aspect of your life. We can declare to the darkness of sin, leave me alone, you are false. You have been lying to me and you have had me in captivity. I am not going to remain in that captivity. Leave me alone. The truth of God's word will make us free. When we look to the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 3 verse 24. He says this. When the enemy tries to tell you. That you cannot be free from sin. Thank you Lord Jesus. He says. Repeat this to him. Being justified. That justified. I, I like the acronym that we come up with. It says just as if I had not sinned. Being justified. Freely by his grace. Through the redemption. That is in Christ Jesus. I can overcome sin. Uh, sin, you are not going to hold me in captivity. That is, all these things have been provided for us. The redemption is already in Christ Jesus. Sometimes I think about it. Before you got here, if you live before Jesus and die before Jesus Christ comes, the people that are coming afterwards, the price for their redemption has already been paid. They just have to get to that place where they say, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I take and accept the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's appropriated in their lives. It's the same for every other promise and provision in the word of God. Legally, it's yours. But how do I experience it vitally in my life Monday through Sunday? That's where faith comes in. That's where we have to appropriate what has already been provided. I've been justified through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. What about when sickness and disease, sorrows try to come on us? That, the price has also been paid for that. Isaiah 53 verse 5. Isaiah 53 verse 5. Thank you Lord Jesus. He says, but he was wounded, talking about Jesus, for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. That's the word of God. That's a fact. That's the truth. When you accept that truth, it will change the fact in your body he has borne the curse for us so peter looking back on the cross puts it this way in first peter chapter 2 verse 4, 24 who himself notice that both in isaiah and here he talks about the sin and the and the sickness problem he says who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we haven't died to sin sins my live for righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. Is where past, present, or future? <laughs> okay, let's repeat it. Is <laughs> where past, present, or future? 
It's past. Yes, it's past. <laughs> so from God's standpoint, the sin issue has been settled. The sinner issue now has to be settled. From God's standpoint, the sickness issue has been settled. Now, it has to be settled in your own life. Psalm 119 verse 80 says, Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. The word is already settled in heaven. I have a circumstance in my life that doesn't line up with what's settled. And that's where Jesus comes in and the word that he speaks is contrary to what we are faced with. But like we discovered for Peter, we have to accept God's word and walk in the light of that if you are going to see any change. Sometimes we go over this and so it goes over our head. The word is already settled in heaven. It's there. It's the truth. Everybody say this is not the right time to start a business. Because of whatever. Then God gives you a leading to start a business. That word that has come from God. Is contrary to everything else that is out there. Who am I going to agree with? Forget whatever. I'm going to stay with God. Pain comes in my body. And it's, my body is rocking with pain. And it's, it's so painful that is what my five senses tell me. That is the fact. It's there. But what is the truth? He bore my sicknesses. By his stripes, I were healed. If I agree with that truth, it will change this fact. And the body will conform. Very, 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 very important. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the lies and the threat of death confront us. When Jesus rose from the dead, we will believe in him. We will rise with him. So we say to death and nothingness and to everything that doesn't line up with God's word. Look, you have to line up with the word of God. When he got to the tomb of Lazarus in John eleven twenty five, he says, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. We stand on the grace and truth of Jesus' redemption. We resist the world saying that you are worthless. You are not telling me the truth. I will stand with God. Receive the grace to do that in the name of Jesus. I said receive the grace to do that in the name of Jesus. Your friends may be pulling you in a certain direction by their actions. You say, no, 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 no. This is not what the Bible says. Oh, he says, God's word says to me. So my friends are pulling me in this direction. For me to make it, I've analyzed it and said, no, this action is not in line with the word of God. At that point, the word of God cleanses your way and brings you back on the right track. If you are going off, I pray in the name of Jesus, may the word of God bring you on the right track. I said, may the word of God bring you on the right track. If your friends are pulling you in the wrong direction, instead of pulling you towards God, maybe it's time to make a switch. 
You either come with me on God's side or you're on your own. I'm not going to be like Jonah and end up in the belly of the fish. It's not a comfortable situation when I'm in the belly of the fish. So if you want to keep going on, keep carrying on and going down that path. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. As Jonah overcame the situation in the fish, so we have to defeat the world. Anything that does not line up with the word of God, we, we take God's word. When the case tries to come, come on you, it gets in any form. Oh, no, no, no. You say, no, you're not coming here. No, 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 no. The case of poverty. No, you are not coming here. I'm going to do God's word that lines up with the word of God so I can walk in the blessing. So I can walk in prosperity and be blessed. Notice what the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. He says, talking about the Lord Jesus, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. That case of poverty has already been born by the Lord Jesus Christ. If you walk in it, you are deciding to walk in it. It was paid before you got here. And these Macedonians were walking, were really poor in the natural standpoint. But by discovering the grace of giving, he said, no, this grace, if you walk in it, it will transform your life. I want to be on the side where I'm blessing the poor. The curse of poverty has already been born for me. The blessing of Abraham is now mine. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having been made a curse for us, that the same blessing that was on Abraham might come on you and I. Galatians 3.13 and 14. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, curse is written, is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. No prisoner says a sentence twice, please. Jesus has already paid the price. Why should I have to have to know? If we, if we walk in the curse, it's our fault. It's on us. May you make the decision to walk in the blessing. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And he tells you in Psalm 119, the same place, verse 1, he tells you how to walk in the blessing. He says, blessed are the undefiled, verse 1, in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Who are the people that are blessed? Those who are undefiled. I'm not going to let sin stain, stain me. He says, those who walk in the law of the Lord. Of the Lord. Those who walk in the word of the Lord. They are the ones that walk in the blessing. It is not fun to walk in the curse. No, 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 no. It's not fun. I enjoy the blessing side. So I'm going to make a choice and a decision to walk with the Lord. That's what you are saying to the children of Israel. He said, choose you this day whom you serve. Choose life. The blessing, if you choose God, the curse if you don't choose God. That choice, that, it's already here. Again, you, everyone has to make that decision 
to walk and choose God. May you choose God. When you choose God, you set yourself up to make it. Thank you. Third, let's wrap up with that. Jonah repented and got out of the fish. Sometimes we get to the place where we think we are self-sufficient. We can do without God, get up in the morning or pray, don't read the Bible, don't talk to God. You come back, kick back, work the news, have a movie, do all that, go to bed, keep going again. But, you see, we cannot make it till we get to the place where we realize that without God, without God, Jesus put it this way, without me, you can do nothing. You and I, John 15, 5. I'm the vine, you are the branches. Without me, you can do nothing. How many things can we do without him? So let's get rid of our pride and say, Lord, I submit myself to you. I yield myself to you. Even the very air that I breathe comes from you. One time Jesus was talking about somebody. He, he says, I'm so, I'm, I have my riches. I have everything in order. I'm just going to relax and enjoy and forget about God. Not forget about releasing the blessing and sharing with others. He said, tonight, that's your last night. You're done. And see, who enjoy all these things. We cannot do without God. I, that's what we, I'm trying to impress. God is trying to impress on us this morning. How many things can we do without him? Nothing. 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 Silge, the say, or however they say it. <laughs> Zero. May we return to God and depend on him. In every area of our lives. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He was sent to this church in Revelation 3.17. Notice this. Revelation 3.17. He was saying to the, the Laodiceans, he says, because you say, I am rich, I've become wealthy, and I've need of nothing, and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire that you may be rich and white garments that you may be clothed and that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed and anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see. We did an in-depth study in this last year, the seven churches. Don't have time to get into all of it. But he was saying that you have the best textile industry. You have the medical school there for healing the blind. All these things. You have the best economy. And you've got into the place where you say, I have need of nothing. But when I look at you from a spiritual standpoint, you are not what you are claiming to be. Return to me. Make a total surrender of your life. When Jonah fell despair in the face and cried out to God who was greater than his terrible situation and the sea, so we should realize that God's power and love are greater than despair. And you see, so many times, when the circumstances contradict with the word of God, let's choose the word of God. Romans chapter 4 verse 17. Notice Abraham. Thank you Lord Jesus. He says as it is written. I have made you a father of many nations. That's God's word. 
in the presence of him whom, whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things we do not exist as though they did. Who contrary to hope, in hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. So shall your descendant be. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old. And the deadness of Sarah's womb, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. The covenant and the contradiction. God says, I have made you a father of many nations. And there are no nations inside, not even one child. We are talking nation. There are four positions of the credibility of God's word. When God is speaking his word, you see, so many times we look at things from, from the natural standpoint. One, that, does he really know what he's talking about? <laughs> we are talking about the one who created everything. Do you think he knows what he's talking about? <laughs> <laughs> he does. It's an issue of experience. He has been dealing with the human race for over 6,000 years. You are not the first one that he's going to let down or fail when you put your trust and your confidence in him. So he comes to Abraham and says, look, you are going to have a child. And like I said, humorously, Abraham has gone past, I mean, Sarah has gone past menopause. Abraham has gone past papapos. There's no person inside. <laughs> no nations. And God says, I have made you a father of many nations. Whose report is he going to believe? What his body tells him? What Sarah's womb? He says he did not consider. Did not consider. But was fully persuaded. Fully convinced. I don't know what the doctor's report is. I don't know what the job report is. I don't know what the report is, but I do know God. And I do know that if you will stick with him and stick on his side, the Bible says that he was fully persuaded, giving glory to God. Against hope, believed in hope. Like, like Jonah, when everything was dark, when everything was hopeless, he chose God's word. And sooner or later, his Isaac came. I see God's promise being fulfilled in your life. If you will believe the word of God. Nothing is impossible with God. Do I like God? Do you like the, our, the relationship that we have? Can I trust him? Is he worthy of my trust? We trust the word of other people. or We accept other people's word on the basis of trust. Can we trust the God's word? Four, has he been tested over time? Obviously he has. When Jesus said he was going to die and come back, he died and he came back. The word of God has been tried seven times. And it will be fulfilled in your life. So he gave glory to God. And that is exactly what Jonah did in Jonah chapter 2. Let's wrap up with that. 
I'm still wrapping up. <laughs> he said, thank you, Lord Jesus. So he put it this way. Notice what he says. He says, instead of observing the lying vanities, he will forsake his own mercy. The mercy belongs to him, but he will forsake it. Verse 9. Now he says, but I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay what I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. That's not what we normally do when we are surrounded like that. That's why it's a sacrifice. Because when you look at the body, when you look at the circumstances, what should I thank God for? The Bible says in Psalm 150, Let everything that has bread praise the Lord. So the only excuse not to give God praise is when you don't have bread. And he calls a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice because it's not an easy thing to do. When you are sick, when you have a bad report, when you're not doing so well in school or whatever the case might be, you say, Father, I thank you. I give you praise. I thank you that you will deliver me. I thank you that you will bring me out. I thank you that your word is greater than this circumstance. I thank you that you are all powerful, all knowing. Your plan is perfect. Your plan is greater. That's not what you're, you're tempted to do. You're tempted to maybe knock someone's head. Or complain and memo or do whatever. He says, I will sacrifice. No matter the impossible circumstance of your life, when he sacrificed, what happened? So the Lord spoke to the fish and he vomited Jonah onto dry land. Glory be to the name of the Lord. When did his deliverance come? When you refuse to look at it from the natural standpoint, pray to God and sacrifice with the voice of thanksgiving. And he said he vowed to the Lord. Lord, even if you want me to go anywhere, please, you don't let me die here. He realized that he's changed. I will go wherever you want me to go. And God said, enough. Fish, bring this, 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 this man out. And verse 3 now the word of the Lord came to him the second time, chapter 3, verse 1. The second time saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and preach to it the message that I tell you. So Jonah arose and went to Tarshish. No, 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 no. He's headed to Nineveh. He's learned the hard way. <laughs> the, the fish is out there waiting to swallow me up if I don't go. <laughs> he had learned his lesson that disobedience doesn't pay. It may seem like a small instruction. My Lord, when he went, his anointing was hot. Fire. He preached like a man who had an encounter and had an encounter with God. <laughs> he didn't go in the opposite direction a second time. If you are watching or listening, this morning God is giving you another opportunity. You may have blown it. You may have missed it. But this today, he said, I'm giving you another opportunity. Are you going to take it or are you going to keep running away from God? That man preached like he knew God. None of I know what's coming! <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> In fact, today, this place is going to be destroyed. Somebody get your act together, please. I've been there. I know what's coming. If you don't listen. I've been in the belly of the fish. He said, the deep covered me up. When I disobeyed God, I know what happens. Three, the, the Bible says three days. The, everybody in the city converted, even, even animals. <laughs> even the animals fasted. Read it for yourself. The whole city. His preaching was different. You preach different. You talk different. Oh, I pray. May you not let it get to that. You, your life completely the first time. <laughs> when the word of God comes. And if you've missed it, he's giving you a fresh slate. The past is past and gone. Receive the grace to obey God's word. Receive the grace to do God's word. And as you do, whether the circumstance was brought through the fault of others or you brought the circumstance on yourself, this morning, by the word of the living God, I see that captivity come to an end in the name of Jesus. Amen. You are going free in the name of the Lord Jesus. He went and did what he was supposed to do. I sense in my spirit this morning, somebody is watching or listening, you know the right, right thing to do, but you have not been doing it. Make a turn around and come back to the Lord and say, I will walk in the light of your word. Don't be like Jonah. <laughs> don't, don't, don't be that person. And if you be like that, there is a second opportunity for you. It says, go to Nineveh. I'm on my way. I'm not, uh, he went quick to do the will of God. May we do the will of God all the days of our lives. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You see, the, like I always keep saying, the curse is already out there. All you have to do is not listen to God. And you see, when you do that, it affects not only you, but it affects others as well. The instruction that you are disobeying, you don't know who else it impacts. So receive the grace to obey. In Jesus' name. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I've talked long enough. Thank you, Lord. We'll continue next week. Thank you, Lord. If you are watching or listening online, wherever you may be, if you are watching on TV, uh, right where you are, and you don't have a relationship with the Lord Jesus, maybe you knew the Lord Jesus and for some reason you walked away. Maybe you have been, you have been fighting God and, and, and saying, God, get out of my life. I don't want to have anything to do with you or your church. But, but God is giving you an opportunity today. Like we talked about, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through the Lord Jesus. Heaven is a real place. And hell is a real place. There are people in heaven right now and there are people in hell. The people that accept the Lord Jesus Christ end up with Jesus in heaven. Those that reject Jesus end up in hell it's a reality if you are willing to begin a relationship with the lord jesus i'm going to lead you in a prayer 
and pray this prayer after me. And Jesus will come into your life. Say, Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you. I believe you were raised from the dead. And today, I confess you as my Lord and as my Savior. Make me whole. Make me new. Save me and help me live the rest of my life for you. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for accepting me into the family of God. In the name of Jesus. If you knew him and you walked away, just say, Lord Jesus, take me back. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We trust this podcast was a blessing. Subscribe for more messages like these. If you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, we would love to hear from you. Email us at info at wordmissionchurchinternational.org. You may reach us at 719-235-5535. Find us on Facebook. Be our guest this weekend at 5050 Edison Avenue, Colorado Springs, Colorado. Saturday at 6 p.m., Sunday, 10 a.m. May the blessings of the Lord be with you.